0: Today, Radio 680, the voice of Syracuse, presents your holiday binge-worthy listen. Hold on to your pacemakers as we present, in its entirety, Elliot Steele, Gunshot Gumshoe, in Garbanzo Berries O'Grady, or What's Under That Hill of Beans. The city has a thousand stories. Backstabbers. Two facers. Gin drinkers. In the space between lawlessness and righteousness comes one man who has his own rule book. Elliot Steele. Gunshot gumshoe. Tonight's episode No Time for Soup. Tuesday. Late. Dark. In
1: bed. I'll get it. Yeah, I'll get it, yeah, Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm, 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 yeah, right, Uh uh-huh, mm-hmm, okay, how's that? Do what now? Come again? Mm Mm-hmm, 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 gotta go.
2: Aw, baby, it's Tuesday, late, dark, in bed.
1: No can do. Oh, not you again, Steele. Problem, Lieutenant Polunsky? Afraid one gumshoe is going to show up the entire police force? Again? Nah, big talk from a little man. I'm 5'3 and tower over the entire 4th grade class at Grover Cleveland Elementary, so watch yourself, Polunsky.
3: Nah, go bite your pretzel stick. So, you got a PID on the ADV? A PID on the ADV? I never heard of that. A positive identification on the apparently dead victim. For God's sake, Steele, just say who's
1: the stiff like a normal person. Mm, too many cerebellum neurons across the corpus colossi for you, lieutenant. Ah, go butter your corn cob. Hold on. That's no stiff. It's Judge O'Grady from the 9th District.
3: Hey, he was supposed to rule on Tony Garbanzo tomorrow. I'm afraid this judge is out of order. What are you waiting for? Uh, there was supposed
1: to be a big dramatic musical stinger or something. That when I say out of order, that, you know what? Just forget it, forget it.
3: Hey, Steel, if Garbanzo got to the judge, he's probably gunning for the guy who got him and his whole gang in hot water. And that guy is you. Oh, come on, really? I better call headquarters.
1: Hold it, Polunsky. That's exactly what Garbanzo was expecting. Give me 37
3: minutes. Why 37?
1: I don't know. The app says my Uber driver is four minutes away, and I'll arrive at my destination at one eighteen a.m., and that's 37 minutes. What's so odd about that?
3: Nah, go crumble your croutons. Is Elliot
0: Steele walking into a trap? Will Lieutenant Polanski let Steele in on the major clue? And when will my pizza tots be done? Tune in next time when we hear Wendy Woolbright say to Elliot...
2: Because if you don't click confirm, it won't
1: record the show. I told you that last week. Well, last week, I didn't know the show would be on again. It's on every week. It's a weekly show. I don't even want to watch it. It's stupid anyway.
0: That's next time on Elliot Steele Gunshot Gumshoe. The city has a thousand stories. Backstabbers. Two-faces. Hyundai drivers. In the space between lawlessness and righteousness comes one man who has his own rule book. Elliot Steele, gunshot gumshoe. Tonight's episode, chicken tastes like chicken. When we last left Elliot, he was hunting down the murderer of Judge O'Grady and about to confront Tony Garbanzo, notorious criminal bad guy and head of the Garbanzo gang.
1: Well, it looks like we meet again, Tony Garbanzo, notorious criminal bad guy and head of the Garbanzo gang. Dave uh, is it, Elliot Steele, the shortest detective in all of Sterling Heights? I'm 5'3", and I can adequately reach all the items I need on the second-to-top shelf at the grocery store. And Garbanzo,
4: your beans are cooked. Not so fast, Steele. We're not alone. I think you remember Wishbone? Turtleneck?
0: 12 Toes, Skillet Face, Mappo, and Steve. That's right, my Garbanzo gang. And they all have guns. What? Seriously? Again? We talked about this last night. Sorry. My garbanzo gang! And five out of six of them have guns! And that's more than enough to silence Mr. Steele! Just like you silenced Judge O'Grady! I don't know what you're talking about, Steele! I was nowhere near the place O'Grady got five slugs in the gut because Steve forgot his gun at 11.20 tonight outside of Tit bar! I got an alibi! Yeah? Yeah! I was with my girl! Come on out, baby! Tina. Hi, doll. Oh, that's right. You and Tina already know each other. What was it, Steel? Six years ago? A Saturday? St. Mary's Church? The handsome gumshoe groom was there, but the bride got cold feet. Or maybe she got hot beans. Right, Mrs.
5: Tina Garbanzo? <laughs>
1: so it was you who took her. Why'd you do it, Tina?
5: Wasn't nothing personal, doll.
1: I'll never forget that day you left me cold, incapable of ever loving again, and my fly was down and nobody said anything.
0: And now Tina can finally give you the formal goodbye you never got! Aw,
5: I ain't got nothing formal! Why didn't you tell me, Tony? All I got is this low-cut cocktail dress Would you just
0: go wait over there? Mr. Steele and I have to do a little business.
5: Business too? It's after hours. I didn't bring the ledger book. I don't have yesterday's receipt in It's payroll week, you know. Would you just clamp it? Is this the end
0: for Elliot Steele? Will Lieutenant Polanski come and save him? And why are the tags still on Tina's cocktail dress? Tune in next time when we hear Garbanzo say, Oh, Tina. This cigar ain't going to light itself.
5: You ain't got no cig- Oh.
0: Next time on Elliot Steele, Gumshot Gum Shoe. The city has a thousand stories. Backstabbers. Two faces. Pilot lighters. In the space between lawlessness and righteousness comes one man who has his own rule book. Elliot Steele, Gunshot Gumshoe. Tonight's episode You Can't Book a Judge Undercover. When we last left Elliot, he was confronting five barrels of hot lead as Tony Garbanzo, head of the Garbanzo crime gang, was about to finish Elliot Steele once and for all.
4: All right, Steel, we've just about had enough of you. Your next assignment is going to be six feet under. Ain't that right, boys? Yeah,
1: that's right. right. You may be able to silence me, but you'll never outrun the long
4: arm of the law.
3: Okay, Garbanzo, we got got the place surrounded.
4: Yoinks! It's the long arm of the law. My
3: arms are normal size. It's these off-the-rack shirts that make them look look like that.
4: You're saying I don't pay enough in taxes for you to buy tailor-made shirts? Hey guys. I'm
3: saying exactly that, Garbanzo.
4: Not possible. Last year I filed a 1099 in the amount of 458 dollars. That's enough to pay for at least three shirts. Hey guys. Not if you work the overnight overnight shift like
3: me and can't make it to Maury the Tailor during the day.
1: Hey guys. What is is this, Steel? While you two were arguing arguing about whatever that was all about. Tina, your wife, and my ex-fiancee just made off
4: with all your loot. No, Tina, that's all the diamonds I stole from Peterson Jewelers, all the money I stole from the Third National Bank, and the Maserati I stole from the late Judge O'Grady. Hold it right there, Garbanzo.
3: That sounded like a confession of three different crimes.
5: Nice going, Blabbermouth. I was standing right here the whole time. That was some fast thinking,
1: steel. Well, Lieutenant Polunski, I'm just doing my job as the city's most talented
3: gunshot gumshoe. Maybe you can learn a thing or two. Ah, go pedal your tricycle. All right, Garbanzo, you're under... Hey, he escaped out the window.
0: Has criminal mastermind Tony Garbanzo escaped? Is Lieutenant polunsky about to get demoted? And where is Waldo? Tune in next time when we hear Elliot say...
1: Look on the bright side, Lieutenant. Now you can go buy that tailored shirt you've always wanted. Ah, go shake your maracas. Next time on Elliot Steele, Gunshot Gumshoe. Hello. Are you dead? If you're dead, come to Shemansky's family funeral home. We've been burying dead people since 1998. Lark. Well, there's one that got away. But whenever you feel like you have. A- served your time and your carcass is no longer needed around the house, bring your dead stealth to Shamansky's Funeral Home.
4: I wasn't feeling good and I went to Shemansky's Funeral Home but uh, they said I wasn't dead yet so uh, they gave me a sandwich and sent me on my way.
1: No refunds if you show up alive. We only accept dead people at Shamansky's Funeral Home. Arr! Damn it, get back in the hole. At Shamansky's Funeral Home, we take care of you and your family's needs. We've been doing it for an entire generation. That's right, one generation.
3: I've done really good here uh, with my training. Now, when I shove my hand in a dead body, I don't get sick.
1: We have the highest trained staff and top quality embalming fluid. That's right, You'll, you will be stiff as a board for all of eternity. Shamansky's Funeral Home. We're for dead people.
2: I met with Shemansky's to make the arrangements for my ailing elderly mother. Now I can't wait to die myself so I can go to
1: Shemansky's. Two for one family discounts at Shamansky's Funeral Home. The funeral home for dead people.
6: Radio 680.
0: The city has a thousand stories, backstabbers, two faces, downhill skiers. In the space between lawlessness and righteousness comes one man who has his own rule book. Elliot Steele, Gunshot Gumshoe. Tonight's episode, Two's Company. Would not have been a very good TV show. When we last left Elliot, Crime boss Tony Garbanzo had just slipped through the slippery hands of Lieutenant Polutski and was on the run. Ah, this
3: is just great. Just great.
1: Um, I think you mean this is just terrible, just terrible.
3: Ah, go blow your muffler.
1: Lieutenant, look. In the corner. One of Tony Garbanzo's henchmen. You must have bashed him in the nose when you burst through that door. If it isn't turtleneck tour You bashed me in the nose when you burst through that door. You take care of Turtleneck. I've got a plan.
3: Hey, Steele! Wait!
0: Meanwhile, back at the apartment of Elliot Steele's main squeeze, Wendy Woolbright...
6: Baby, you're back! Ah, ah! What's on my back? Get it off! Get it off! No, stupid, I mean you're home. Why don't you come back to bed?
1: Say, you're looking all right, sweetheart. Come here.
4: Ow!
6: Elliot! What is that?
1: Sorry, Wendy. That must be my Beretta 70-32 caliber pistol jabbing you.
6: Not that. That.
1: Oh, my mistake. It's my Ruger-Hawkeye 256 Winchester Magnum.
6: I... don't think that's it.
1: Is it my Remington XP100 221 Fireball?
6: Don't you think I'd know what my boyfriend's Remington XP 100 221 fireball feels like by now?
1: Well, the only other thing it could be is...
6: A SIG p
4: 22045 cal! <gasps> Tony, Tony Garbanzo. Garbanzo!
6: How did you get into my apartment building? Into my apartment? Into my bedroom? And under the covers with Elliot and me without anyone noticing? I'm wearing
4: slippers.
0: Well, isn't this a turn of the screw? It looks like Tony Garbanzo has managed to get between Elliot Steele and another one of his dames. What does Garbanzo have in store? Can Elliot reach for his Heckler 19mm Parabellum before it's too late? And does Wayfair really have what I need? Tune in next time when we hear Wendy Woolbright say...
6: I'm gonna go ahead and let you two finish whatever it is you're doing. If you need me, I'll be in the solarium
0: that's next time on Elliot Steele Gunshot Gumshoe The city has a thousand stories backstabbers, two faces trombone players in the space between lawlessness and righteousness comes one man who has his own rule book Elliot Steele Gunshot Gumshoe Tonight's episode, Lady Godiva's Haircut. When we last left Elliot, crime boss Tony Garbanzo had snuck into the bedroom of Elliot's girlfriend, Wendy Woolbright, while the two were entangled in a heated session
1: of whoopee. You made it sound weird.
6: Who are you talking to? The guy
1: with the funny voice. Uh, You know what? Skip it. Tony Garbanzo, you're not going to get away with this. Big talk coming from a little detective. No, let me get my pants on. And I'd appreciate it if you don't call it my little detective. You make it sound weird. See? I'm not the only one. And you stay out of this until the end of the episode.
6: Who are you talking to?
1: Don't worry, Wendy. I've got the whole thing under control.
6: I really should have dated that nice insurance salesman.
1: All right, that's enough gibber jabber coming from you Gabby Appletons.
6: You made it sound weird.
1: Right? The both of yous, start walking. This is between you and me, Garbanzo. Let Wendy go.
6: Yeah, let Wendy go.
1: Not a chance. You're
0: more valuable to me as a set. Besides, you smell nice. Steel always stinks up the car. Ooh, ow, right in the... No, no, no fair. Ow,
4: my stomach. Oof, ow, ah, hey, that's my nose.
6: Elliot, that was amazing. However did you do it?
1: Well, while he was distracted by you being half naked. Wait, why did you take clothes off? Anyway, while he was distracted by you, I took him out with a little technique I learned while in Southeast Asia.
6: Punching a guy. Punching a guy
1: gut. in the gut. They call it something different though. With Tony Garbanzo out
0: cold and Wendy Woolbright half naked... Eyes on the script, bub. Has Elliot Steele finally stopped notorious mobster Tony Garbanzo? Tune in next time when we hear Elliot say...
1: Seriously, you should put some clothes on. The other people in the restaurant are looking.
0: That's next time on Elliot Steele Gunshot Gumshoe.
4: Hi, I'm Colin Crenshaw, owner of the $2 Store, a store for people who enjoy the finer things in life. Let's take a look at what we've got. A king-size gooey bar, a pack of two toothbrushes, an original Van Gogh painting, liquid hand soap, a can of hummus, three eggs, a Volkswagen wagon, a two-liter bottle of no cola, the non-cola, a set of encyclopedias missing the Q book, Our gallon of red number six. That's right, here at the $2 store, we got things for the people who enjoy the finer things in life. Come on down today, corner of 187th Street and Quincy. I would never buy anything at the $1 store.
3: That place is for Cretans.
5: Everything at the $1 store is so
4: cheap. Hell, I love the $2 store. It's my favorite place! And remember, if you find something that's under $2... What? How'd that get here? It'll automatically be $2. Done. That's the $2 store, a store for people who enjoy the finer things in life.
1: Whenever we want to go downtown and do something fancy, I always get a Miller Lite ball cap for $2 from the $2 store. And I
2: look fancy. Got some $2 bills to burn? Take them to the $2 store.
4: We won't accept any $2 bills at the $2 store. Because how am I supposed to make change for that? So come on down today to the $2 store, the store for people who enjoy the finer things in life. I brought in eight quarters and they wouldn't accept it. Hey, there's the coin shortage, everybody. Just don't even go there. It's the $2 store. We accept checks and credit cards. Come on down today at a $2 store for the people's store, the, joy the finer things in life.
7: We are the voice of Syracuse. Depend on Radio
0: 680. The city has a thousand stories. Backstabbers, two faces, jump ropers. In the space between lawlessness and righteousness comes one man who has his own rule book. Elliot Steele, gunshot, gun shoe. Tonight's episode, A Bird in the Hand, is how pandemics start. When we last left Elliot, our hero had just clobbered crime boss Tony Garbanzo in the apartment of his girlfriend, Wendy Woolbright.
6: Great. I got a mobster laying unconscious on my bedroom floor. How are you gonna get him out of here?
1: Yeah, I didn't really think that through.
3: Well, maybe if we... try to lift... get him under the... No, oh, not budging. Holy cow, Steel. You've captured Tony Garbanzo. Lieutenant
1: Polunsky. you got here just in time. I took him out with a little move I learned while in Southeast Asia. Punching a guy in the Punching gut. a guy in the gu- Oh, you've heard of it already. All right, I'll grab his feet. Let's get him in the black and white.
3: Let's get him in the black and white. Nobody really says that, Steele. Okay, grab his big fat head. On three. One, two... Hold it, hold it. Something's off. I think he's got on a mask. Why, this isn't Tony Garbanzo at all. It's... Good gravy, it's Tina, my ex-fiancé,
1: who's now married to Tony Garbanzo. You know what this means, Steele. Yeah. Yeah. I punched a girl.
6: You wanna explain what this floozy is doing here, Elliot?
1: It's not what it looks like, baby. There's only one floozy for me, and that floozy is you.
6: Yeah, I've heard that line before.
3: Four times in one night. I think she's waking up.
6: Tina,
5: Tina, snap out of it. I can't believe you punched a girl. Right in the
6: gut. Oh, I'll do more than that. Step aside. Let me at that floozy. Who are you calling a floozy, you floozy?
1: Ladies, please settle down, and let's discuss this like the mature floozies
3: we are. If that's Tina, that means... That means...
1: That means... Tony Garbanzo is still on the run. What'd you have to give me the answer for? I almost had it. All right, Tina, let's have it. Tell us where Garbanzo is and maybe the judge will go easy. I
5: on ain't telling you
6: nothing. I didn't break the law. You broke into my apartment dressed in a disguise and held Elliot and me at gunpoint. Of course you broke the law. Right, Lieutenant?
3: Hold on. I'm checking. Breaking in an apartment, disguise, gunpoint. Well, I'll be. She's right. There's no law against that very specific crime. Let Tina go.
6: You gotta be kidding me. <laughs>
3: now we'll never catch up with Garbanzo.
1: Unless... Unless... Unless the announcer has a clue in the preview for the next episode.
0: Has Tony Garbanzo escaped yet again? How did Tina know so much about crime loopholes? And why won't my wife keep her hands off the thermostat? Tune in next time when we hear Elliot say, "Worst preview ever." That's next time on Elliot Steele, Gunshot Gumshoe. The city has a thousand stories: backstabbers, two faces, cheese graders. In the space between lawlessness and righteousness comes one man who has his own rule book. Elliot Steele, gunshot gumshoe. Tonight's episode Glass people shouldn't live in stoned houses. In the last episode, Elliot's former flame, Tina, was disguised as crime boss Tony Garbanzo, giving him a chance to escape unnoticed.
5: You can't arrest a girl for dressing up as a husband. What if her husband dresses up like a girl? What if you shut your trap before I put a fist in it? What if you both stop arguing and focus on what's
3: important here?
1: You're right, Lieutenant Polunsky. We have bigger eggs to fry.
5: Bigger eggs to fry?
1: I don't like fish.
5: Here's the skinny, Tina. Oh, I thank you for noticing. I've been eating kale. Here's the
1: poop. Sorry, my dog uh, isn't I, trained yet.
5: Here's the naked truth. That's illegal in 39 states. Would you cut that out?
1: Lieutenant Polanski is right, Tina. I don't think you realize the situation you're in. Your
3: husband, Tony Garbanzo, has escaped and he's not coming back for you.
5: That's... that's not possible. My Tony loves me.
1: Stop kidding yourself, Tina. Before you was Tammy Tulips. And
3: before her
1: was Nancy Knockers. She showed up right after Linda Lollipops was sent up the river. And he probably
3: never mentioned Bambi
1: Bada Bing, did he? Or his fourth wife, Stephanie Stockings. She was pretty. She really
3: was.
5: All right, all right, enough. I can't take the ridiculous names anymore. I'll talk. I'll tell you everything.
3: You know what we want. Where's Garbanzo? Meanwhile, 13 miles
0: outside of town, Tony Garbanzo is slipping away from the jurisdiction of Lieutenant Polanski.
4: (laughs) I've escaped those dopes and I'm finally rid of Tina and her boring name. Meanwhile,
1: back at the previous scene... That stinking
5: rat. He can't just transition to another scene and leave me hanging.
1: I'm afraid that's exactly what's happened. Now tell us where he is before he gets his own spinoff.
5: Fine. I'll tell you everything on one condition. You're in no condition to be making conditions.
3: That reminds me. I need to pick up conditioner.
5: I'll tell you everything. If... If... If the great Elliot Steele quits his job as the city's number one private eye and becomes a chiropractor.
0: Good gravy. Could this be true? Will Elliot Steele quit fighting crime? Will Tina turn in Tony Garbanzo? And what's a hen-weigh?
1: About three pounds.
0: Tune in next time for Elliot Steele, Gunshot Gump Shoe.
7: Hello, Syracuse. I'm Tim Jones of Epstein, Friedman, Schiffman, Horowitz, Goldberg, and Schwartz and Jones Law Firm. If you've been injured in an accident, if you've fallen on some ice, if a tree has landed on your house, and you need to be uh, uh, lawyered up because uh, you've called a person a bad name, why don't you call Epstein, Friedman, Schiffman, Horowitz, Goldberg, and Schwartz and Jones. I'm Tim Jones, and I will fight
1: for you. This is Dan Mertz of Mertz & Mertz. We're a law firm of only two Mertzes. Some law firms have incredibly long names with many attorneys. But Mertz & Mertz, we get to know you personally. We can help you whenever there is trouble in your house. We are fighting for you in your corner. That's right, we are not a big law firm where you get lost as a number. We know your name personally. Other law firms are terrible. Ours is awesome. When you want great representation, remember the names Mertz & Mertz. I'm Dan Mertz, the first Mertz.
2: Are you in need of a qualified lawyer who will fight for you, for what you need, what's best for you? I'm Christine Dingle from the Litigation Association. Do not pay attention to all those other clowns who show up on television, who have all those multiple names in their title, or who have the same name over and over and over again. You want a real lawyer fighting for you. Come to the Litigation Association. Talk to any one of our 457 attorneys and we will go to bat for you, and we will win. And we won't get paid unless we win. So you know we will win because we want to get paid. I'm Christine Dingle. Remember, Litigation Association.
1: This is Dan Mertz again from Mertz & Mertz. Girls can't be lawyers. I'm Dan Mertz from Mertz & Mertz, the first Mertz. Hi, I'm Tim Jones of uh, Epstein,
7: Friedman, Schiffman, Horowitz, Goldberg, Schwartz, and Jones Law Firm. If you don't want hundreds and hundreds of lawyers fighting for you, but you want more than just two fighting for you, uh, why not use us? Because we're just Epstein, Friedman, Schiffman, Horowitz, Goldberg, Schwartz, and Jones Law Firm. I'm Tim Jones, and we will fight for you.
3: My name is Horatio Froman, and if you want a new lawyer who's never done anything before and is just starting out. I'm the guy for you. You don't need to go to any other law firm that has multiple names or is part of an association. I'm here for you. What? No, mom, I'm recording. Leave me alone.
2: This is Christine Dingle with the Litigation Association. You don't want to work with an attorney whose name is Mertz or Jones. And you certainly don't want to work with somebody who lives at home with his mom doing lawyering from the basement. Come to the Litigation Association. We'll do what's right for you. And those other guys won't.
6: Radio 680.
0: The city has a thousand stories. This is one of them. As you recall in the last episode of Elliot Steele, Gunshot Gumshoe, Tony Garbanzo, Crime Boss and Snappy
1: Dresser, narrowly escaped being arrested. As we heard Elliot Steele say... I'm afraid that's exactly what happened. Now tell us where he is before he gets his own spin-off. From the Rogue Gallery Case Files of Elliot
0: Steele, Gunshot Gumshoe, a day in the life of Prime Lord Tony Garbanzo. It was a beautiful morning. Birds were singing. Dogs were barking. Squirrels were making that noise that squirrels make. And out of a fashionable east side walk-up, notorious gangster Tony Garbanzo steps out into the bright early daylight. He walks down the steps and circles to the driver's side of his parked car. He gets into the car, puts the key into the ignition, and... The car blows up for the love of Pete. Tony gets out of his car, crosses to the front of it, lifts the hood, fiddles with the inner workings for a moment, closes the hood, and returns to the driver's seat of the car. He puts the key into the ignition and the car blows up. Son of a... Tony gets out of the car, slams the door shut, and angrily stops back into the fashionable east side walk-up where he calls the Tri-County Towing Service. The car gets towed to Frank's service station, where garage mechanic Frank Sr. takes the key from Tony Garbanzo, gets into the car, puts the key into the ignition, and... The car blows up. Frank Sr. makes his way to the service station waiting room, where Tony Garbanzo is waiting and tells him... Uh, What you got there is a car bomb. I know that. Fix it. This has been another episode of the Rogue Gallery Case Files of Elliot Steele Gunshot Gumshoe. Tune in next week when we hear Elliot Steele say... Wait, we're back? That's next time on Elliot Steele Gunshot Gumshoe. The city has a thousand stories, backstabbers, two-faces, tap dancers. In the space between lawlessness and righteousness comes one man who has his own rule book. Elliot Steele, gunshot, gumshoe. Tonight's episode, Bedtime for Garbanzo. In the last episode, crime boss Tony Garbanzo had slipped away unnoticed, leaving behind Elliot, Lieutenant Polanski and his main dame, Tina.
5: You heard me loud and clear. I'll give up Garbanzo only if Elliot Steele quits his job as the city's number one private eye.
3: You gotta do it, Elliot. It's our only chance to finally nab Tony Garbanzo. Uh,
1: I don't know how I feel about this. Being a private eye is the only job I've known. Why, I remember it like it was yesterday. James K. Polk Elementary School. Fourth grade. Elliot, Elliot! What's wrong, Nancy? I can't find my lucky number two
5: Dixon Ticonderoga pencil.
2: Your
1: lucky number two Dixon Ticonderoga
5: pencil? That's right, my lucky number two Dixon Ticonderoga pencil. Without it, I won't be able to fill in the little circles on my Scantron test, and Mrs. McGurk
6: is going to flunk me.
1: All right, Nancy. I'm going to use all my brain stuff and smart intuition and look high and low for your lucky number two Dixon Ticonderoga pencil. I shall not sleep until this mystery is solved. Yes, Nancy, even if it brings me potential harm and I risk my life and limb, I will leave no stone unturned. I will look in every lunchbox. I will interrogate every fourth grade kid. I will seek
3: out the... Hey, Nancy. Your stinking number two Dixon Ticonderoga pencil rolled off your desk and landed in my pencil box. Gross. Now my pencils all have Nancy germs. Here.
6: Thank you, Larry.
1: Gosh, I remember it like it was a flashback.
3: Okay, I've made up my mind. I'll do it. All right, Tina. You got your wish. Now, where's Tony Garbanzo? You've done the right thing, Tina. Now, to finally get Garbanzo. <laughs> Later that
0: night, in a dark warehouse on the sketchy side of town, near a harbor
3: with lots of fog. Hold it right there, Garbanzo. What
4: the? Who the? How the? Where the? Why
3: the? Your wife Tina gave you up. Now you're going to the slammer. Into the squad car with you. Say, Ellie, I gotta hand it to you. That was really some sacrifice you made. We've had our differences over the years, but I can't believe you're giving up being the city's number one private eye.
1: Oh, I'm I'm not number one. I'm like seven or nine or something. You're thinking of tank mallet. I can't quit something I'm not doing. Like the old song says, Oz never did give nothing to the tin man. What? What? Wait, eh? what? What? what?
0: Another crime solved, and bad guy sent to the slammer, thanks to the number seven or nine gumshoe, Elliot Steele. We'll be back next time with a new adventure, as Elliot comes face to face with Darren Devilshorn, the city's most corrupt big business mogul. Can Elliot solve this crime? Will Darren outwit them all? And do ramen noodles ever fully digest? Find out next time on Elliot Steele, Gunshot Gumshoe. Brought to you by number two Dixon Ticonderoga pencils, the Lucky Pencil.
7: Radio 680 now concludes another broadcasting day. Today's programming was improvised by the cast of the Portuguese Rodeo Clown Company, Mark C. Holden, Johnny Molson, patrick russell mary kate smith and mary young radio 680 broadcasts in the public interest from a transmitter located in syracuse usa with a license granted under the authority of the federal podcasting commission any resemblance to an actual radio station is remarkable please subscribe to this podcast and leave a big fat five-star review No portion of this program may be rebroadcast without express written consent from the Commissioner of Major League Baseball. Our internet home is Radio680.com.